Welcome everyone to our fifth episode of Bush League with Beast and the Bear on Civil Radio 101.7 in Abbotsford, serving the Fraser Valley, located on the traditional unceded Stolo territory. I'm your host, Carl Lundgren, and with me as always, my co-host, Justin. I didn't think I'd live to see 35 Orlowitz. How are you doing today, Justin? Doing great. Great. Good to be back after a week off. So episode five, man, didn't think we'd make it past one, but here we are, still on Civil Radio. They haven't kicked us off yet. Yep, we're still here, unfortunately, or fortunately for you guys. (laughs) And as is our tradition here on Bush League, Beast, you're wearing a new jersey this week. I am. Well, it's not a new one. I mean, it's a new one well, for the show. For the show, I've actually had this one for a while. I, uh, I got, I got this. I bought this when I was still living out in Toronto, and uh, I think it's one of my favorites by far. It's, uh, it's the CCM Vintage Series, the uh, Hartford Whalers, um, but like the actual one, not none of this uh, Adidas Carolina replica Hurricane crap. replica stuff. Yeah. Also, I don't know if you know this, but um, Gordy Howe played for the Whalers back when they were still in the WHA, and then I guess the last season oh, yeah. he played was just after the merger where the Whalers uh, became part of the NHL. So he was playing with his sons, Mark and Marty. And as you know, if you have the same last name on a hockey team, uh, they make an abbreviation or they say M. Howe, but you can't have two M. Howes. So they had to go with full names. Mm-hmm. And I'll go with a little trivia in a bit here. So... Um, so you give Mark and Marty a full name bar. You got to give Gordy their dad and quite arguably the best hockey player ever, especially up until that point in 1980. Um, you got to give him his full name as well. And there's only one other family that got that honor. And I believe it was uh, Rich and Ron Sutter uh, with the St. Louis Blues. So there's a little trivia for you. And uh, we will be posting a picture of the jersey uh on social media, so you can see just how nice it is. I mean, it. I mean, it's a the, beauty. It doesn't. I, we, the radio just doesn't do this. Doesn't do this jersey justice. Is yeah, what I'm the, saying. Yeah. You can see how long I've been talking about it. Just you know, I don't think I've talked this long about a jersey yet. So yeah, radio doesn't do uh, do our faces. Uh, well, actually, doesn't does, our, does, fa- our, faces does our faces justice? Quite a but, bit the, of but the jerseys, the jerseys uh, that we've. Um, the jerseys that we've been uh, <laughs> well, we had the, the Canucks, yeah. the oh. Abbey Canucks, the first week, and the Nordiques the Nordiques jersey last the game, la, our last show, and uh, so I mean, yeah. our jerseys. Um, I mean, they've been they've been good. I mean, that's if anything, if anything, that's the one thing that we would like to get a visual on is those. But uh, yeah, as long as it's from the neck down, right? Absolutely, I love those uh, whale patches on the shoulders. Oh yeah, yeah. Too. We'll make sure we get a good yeah. detailed photo for for the social media. So I mean, we we definitely need to start off today's broadcast by uh, you know expressing. Our deepest heartfelt yes. condolences to all the people impacted by the floods. Uh-huh. Uh, it's 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 just mind blowing. It's yeah. like it's like turning on the news and and being in a different world or driving yeah. down the road, driving down like it's it's like being in an alternate universe, an alternate reality. I never thought I'd see this in my lifetime. I was ignorant to the the history of the Sumas Lake uh-huh. up to this. Oh, point. same. I had no idea until this oh, happened. Those, for those of you that are living under a rock, um, or you guys are listening from out of province or out of uh, country even, um, the city, uh, the Fraser Valley region, the city of Abbotsford and Chilliwack were hit very hard by floods last week uh, in the British Columbia, south, south, uh, southwest British Columbia re- region, uh, causing devastating uh, damages to highways, highway closures. There was people trapped, farmlands under underwater um it was like carl said it was just a, a absolutely biblical scene yeah it's it's unbelievable and so we we're know, still and we're still cut off from the rest of the country at this moment right I, now like I know. Uh, we, people that if, if you want to get to the uh, lower mainland of british columbia you have to come come through washington yeah. or come through the port yeah and we want to remind people please don't over purchase in the grocery stores. Yes. Don't over purchase. Follow oh the God. follow the guidelines by the government. 
that, that they've they've recommended with the 30 liters maximum of gasoline like we need we're all in this together let's not make this a personal and, thing and no one needs 30 tri- chicken breasts you know no, what I mean? you, know, you don't need to fill your freezer up with them because the, the roads are slowly reopening now like the supplies are yeah. going to get back this is a very temporary thing well vancouver is still a port city after all as yes. well so goods can still get in it's not like we're completely cut off from the outside world yeah. Uh, but that Trans Canada Gateway is going to be, you know, we're going to have to be patient with it. They're doing the best they can to reopen this and get this back yeah. up and going. So, and I mean, all the rescue efforts, all the people who donated the helicopters, yeah, hats, off, hats off to them, the pilots that donated the their meals time, to hope, saving all the as many animals as they could. I mean, that's a trav, that's an absolute we, tragedy in there itself. There was a lot. There was there was a substantial amount of li- livestock uh, that was lost, lost uh, yeah. locally. But but keep in mind, people like we like you say we we this is not a, a reason to panic or this is a time to come together. And and that's the thing in a divided time. This really showed us when the when the chips are down, like when the cards when the, the, when the chips are, are down. Rough, yeah, when times the chips are, are down. Times are rough. We come together as a community here in Abbotsford. Oh, and, and, and you can see the images that they, yeah. of, of people in uh, chain gangs uh, doing uh, with the sandbags, building da- man-made dams, and, and saving and, that Barrowton pump. Yeah. Like just just galvanizing the power of social media to be able to do that. There's so many negatives of social media, yeah. but it can really be an instrument of. And this of, this was uh, a prime example of. Uh, and I have a friend. I have a friend. I'm going to shout him out. His name is Kimbo. Um, he was stuck out in Chilliwack. So you know what he did? He joined the volunteer effort. Uh Wow! And wow! Got help get help help get the community. Great job, great you know? job, Kimbo. Yeah. Kimbo, so, yeah, Kimbo. Yeah, great job, Kimbo. My buddy of mine on. from hockey. So yeah, you know he was out there uh, doing the uh, the relief effort. Yeah, that's that's great. Um, and if anybody sees any heroes that that we haven't seen or heard of, please tag us on social media. We'll make sure we share it to our page. We're on Instagram at bush at uh, underscore bush league and on Facebook at. Bush League Radio, and we'll definitely get that word out there. We, we want to we want to call out to all these heroes that are out yeah. there in our community that have helped. And we can all we should also we should also do our our part here at the PSA uh, announcement and let you know that you can still donate um, yeah. to uh, flood relief efforts all over. And uh, one of the best ways to do it is through current Fraser Valley on Twitter, or you can do it through the University of the Fraser Valley website. Um, and you know, like people still need help and, uh, you know, if you can't donate money and you can donate time, there's, there's all sorts of ways that you can help out there still. So, mm-hmm. you know, like this, we're not through it yet. Like the, the, the rough patch is, is maybe slightly smoothed a bit, but we got more rain coming yeah. and, uh, we need to still stick together on this one. And, yep. um, yeah, absolutely. Let's keep, let's keep banding together as a, as a community. Now, moving on from that, unfortunately, we have to move on and we yep. have to get on with things. We did cancel our program last week as, uh, as in well solidarity as with the community and, and with the, the Abbotsford Canucks franchise who also uh, rescheduled their two games. Those two games have been rescheduled for the January docket. One of the great things about the AHL schedule is there are uh, weeks where we'll go five or six days without a game. So it's really easy for them to reschedule these games. It's like they almost like they almost left these slots open on purpose just in case, whether it be uh, COVID or whatever, yeah. like just to have it like. It's, it's, it's smart on their behalf too because now i mean just because mm-hmm. it wasn't covid i mean this like a freak accident like a flood now we have a now there's a nice slot open to slide in a couple of games it's like they almost purposely left these slots open in case of whatever and that's that's smart on the ahls like hats off the ahl for that one yeah for sure so we let, let's moving on from that one let's talk about the uh san jose barracuda games that were in town here prior to the cancellations last weekend and uh you know we had a a really big statement game on friday of that november 12th i called that one 
Yeah, you did. And we, we both were talking quite a bit about how impactful that six-game stretch was going to be. And, uh, you know, I mean, losing those two games, obviously, very good reason for why we did. But it might hurt us. And we can talk about that a little more when we start talking about uh, how we're going to have this next series coming up uh, the first, we have four home games coming up, and two of them are going to be against our rivals at Ontario Reign. Yep. So we want to talk about that. And th- th- we were really hoping to get our legs moving, get get some some a buffer buffer game, so to speak, in yep. here. And so we re- this makes this Tucson series even more important on the road. I think they're going to have a big series against Tucson too. But I mean, let's stick sticking with San Jose. I mean, that, that statement game there, that seven, one statement game was, uh, yeah. it was absolutely necessary. Well, like they really had to, they really had to beat the wheels off another team, you know? Yeah. And, and I mean, who's the guy I've been calling out all season? Yeah. Giuseppe. Yeah. And he, I think he had four assists, four yeah. assists on Friday. Unbelievable, unbelievable performance. Uh, we had some beautiful sound clips from him in the post media scrum, but unfortunately somebody was there with a pallet jack making a bunch of noise. Gotta love the AHL. Well, hey, hey, uh, hey and I'm sure that pallet jack <laughs> was uh, very essential uh, to whatever was going on there at the yeah, arena. They really post-game. had to get that done right then. They couldn't yeah. wait five more minutes. But you know what? Hey, the arena staff does the best they can to turn and around they, you know, this and they, they want to get arena. out of there in a, at a respectable time, too. You know, it's already 10 o'clock at night. You know, I get yeah. it. I get it. Everyone's got dinner, dinner waiting on the table at home for him. Well, plus you don't know if they have another uh, another event the next day. Like, there's a lot well, of stuff true. they have to do to turn yeah. that arena around. It's right. a shared arena. Yeah. It's not dedicated solely to the Abbotsford Canucks. Yeah, no, there's a lot of entertainment uh, so. concerts and stuff like that and such. Uh, comedy shows. Like, you know, I think I think at one point Jerry Seinfeld even played that that venue. Yeah, for, yeah, yeah, I think so. so. I, think, I think my mom saw him or something. She was saying something like that, something crazy like that. Well, I mean, DiPietro looked great in that game, and and uh, so th- there again, we're we're starting to see more from that starting. Uh, for him as the starting goalie, and then he yeah. played again. So maybe it was on... an injury. No, I, well, maybe we don't know. Like, maybe he was a little shook up. Maybe he was just a little bit, you know, like maybe he had like a little deep bruise or something, something minor, you I, know, like a Charlie horse or something. I think the play of Thatcher Demko is going to have a big impact on when we see DiPietro play more games. Yeah. If Thatcher Demko is playing really well, because here's the thing, let's let's face it. When we look at the start, these, these three goalies that are in Abbotsford, I mean, realistically, Michael DiPietro is the only one of those three goalies, regardless of how well they're all playing yes. and how they're developing. He's the only one that could hypothetically be in yes. a starting position in an NHL team yeah. in the next three years. Yeah. So they're trying to develop all three goalies, but if there looks like they're going to have to put him in, because Halak, yeah. I don't think, has the chops at this point well, in his career way- to step into that, that starting role. I'd rather see DiPietro step into the Vancouver Canucks as that starting role. I've actually thought about this situation a lot, and it's funny that you bring it up, because if, say, I mean, God forbid there is an injury to Demko, uh, I think that the way they, obviously you're right, it would be uh, DiPietro that gets called up for sure. But, I mean, I think with a seasoned vet like Halak, I think you have to give him a couple games first. And then, yeah. if, and if he drops the ball, then absolutely, you dive right in and throw DiPietro. Throw him right in the lion's pit, you know? It's, it's not like Halak hasn't played any games yet this season either, right? No. So, I, I think that based on what they're seeing, that's why we're seeing all of a sudden, two, you know, a two-game set, Friday set, Friday and Sunday, we're seeing DiPietro play both games. I think it's because, the, you know, I mean, it's not that Thatcher Demko's playing bad, but I think it was around the yeah. same time as well, that. the whole team's big, playing bad. Yeah, it, that big shellacking we took, right? It was around the same time with Colorado. So yep. it, it, th- that's one of those things that plays into it, that they have to look at, well, if we're going to have you know seven goals going in, <laughs> eight goals going in, maybe we need to start looking at alternative goalies, yeah. uh, even though I don't think that Demko has been the problem. but No, it's, it's, been, it's been definitely a group effort to be that bad. 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, the gloves are coming off, right? We're all, we've, we've all dropped the, the niceties of it, and uh, we're talking about how it is. And we're going to cover the Vancouver yeah, Canucks gonna, team a lot more, more tonight. Yeah, and, especially with the games that were canceled, you know, like, yeah. you know, there's only so much. Uh, and, I mean, it's hard not to talk about the parent club when, um, when they're just playing so awful. Yeah. Well, hey, I wanted to touch on one point. You and I were at the games there for the uh, Barracuda games. Yeah. And uh, the offside, you pointed out a really cool rule that I didn't know about. And I, I know a lot of people, I've talked to a lot of people since, they don't know about it. This yeah. offside rule exemption for skating backwards. If, you have, if, you're, if, you're full, if you're stick handling the puck and have full possession, and this is what they taught us when I was young. And I, didn't know, I don't know if it's still stuck or if it's a minor league rule or what. But um, we Googled it, and it, and it apparently is an exempt rule. It is exempt if you are skating backwards with full possession and cross mm-hmm. the blue line first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there you That's go. Cool. And if, if, you know what? Feel free to tweet us or uh, Instagram. Get us on Instagram. If you do, if there is some sort of an update on, you know, if, they, if you guys do know. Or on Facebook. Or on Facebook, Facebook. yeah, yeah. And um, we don't do a lot of Twitter, but we're going to be adding sorry, our own personal sorry, yeah, Twitter sorry. handles pretty soon. Uh, right. So we'll have our own personal ones uh, separate from the from the Bush League brand. Yeah, but, in- yeah. Instagram and Facebook are, are the easiest ways to get get a hold of us. I, I said yeah. Twitter because uh, we mentioned it for the flood relief earlier. Uh, yeah. Through the Twitter there. That's that's why Twitter was on the tip of my tongue. But, yeah, no, <laughs> definitely the Facebook and the Instagrams for us. So. Well, that's like the Gillis entrance here at the at the – at the arena, I always have Gillis on my mind because I always see that coming into the studio. Uh, but um, the so with the with that uh, that rule that was really surprising for me. Now I wanted to touch real quick again on, on Michael DiPietro here. So this is my this is my question for you: How do you make the most beautiful goalie in the AHL more of a beauty? He's a good looking kid. How do you make him more of a beauty? You add a stash. You yeah. add a stash. He's got. The nicest, greasiest looking November stash. I absolutely Di love Pietro, it. Pietro, that's Italian, right? And then uh, those 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 paisans, they know how to uh, they know how to grow a mean mustache. They I'm do. Doing, they I'm doing do. the hand signal too. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I have some Sicilian somewhere in my background, and and that uh, definitely plays a factor. I can get a nice greasy one going yeah, myself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, it's uh, it's it's uh, it's a beauty stash. And you know, there again, for those of you that live under a rock, it's November. This month for November, yes. uh, the month of November, where we do the where people are growing stashes for men's health issues, primarily prostate cancer and mental illness related uh, suicide prevention. It's so very, 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 very good, good cause. Very good cause. So there again, how do you? I mean, Michael D. Pietro, this guy is just a beauty. I absolutely love him as a player, as yeah, a human you do, being. You do, you do, you do like you do like him. I yeah. do. I, you know, and you I, I confess. Hires, you hires, and you know what? With good reason. You've got yeah. every, you know, you've got every reason too. So far, so yeah. far, he's been uh, pretty much pretty much on point. Well, I mean, he had, there again, even the loss we had to the Barracuda on the Sunday game, yeah, yeah. which was a tight game and a good shootout. game, shootout loss, uh, he had 37 saves. Yeah. Like, oh, he's been playing lights out. He's a stud, right? So, and there's a lot of good things that came out of that game. And I mean, we didn't, you knew that they, you knew that San Jose was going to come back hard, but they've been struggling as a franchise as well, both the San Jose Sharks and the Barracuda with, with uh, COVID issues, with sickness within the organization. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So they were struggling for a while there. And so I think that they really wanted to make sure that they got one of these games. They, they needed to up. steal a point because the Canucks got three of four on that one. That's right. And that's, and that's, that's pretty big. That's what we needed. I would really and they only got, and, they, and they got one of four, so that's that's even bigger. Yeah, exactly. Or sorry, so. two sorry, two of four. Sorry, two of four. So that's even bigger because if they if they had also gotten three of four, that would have been a little bit uh, that would have that would have been like kind of like a, what they call it, like a like a wash in the standings. Both teams yeah. both teams come away uh, with three points from that set, but this way we come away with three, they come away with two. That puts us a little bit ahead, you know. 
yeah, but it definitely stretch, stresses the importance of the games in Tucson because uh, we, we were saying we were hoping they could pull five wins out of the, those six games. Yeah. So now if they could pull these two wins in Tucson on the road. Tucson ooh. is the worst team in the league. Uh, or sorry, in the division. In the division, yeah, by, by quite a bit. Well, they might be the worst team in the league. They're one of the well, worst look, teams look in the who, league. Look who their parent club is. So <laughs> yeah. You know who... <laughs> Unless they're hiding talent down there that we don't know about, which I would find very unlikely. Maybe maybe, maybe, maybe they're stashed them in the East Coast League. Yeah, I'm just surprised to not see Louis Erickson popping down there right now. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? You know what? It's funny you say that. Um, I I could totally see Louis Erickson yeah. suiting up for the Roadrunners uh, and coming to Abbotsford. How, how how fitting would that be? Oh, I'm gonna make sure I oh god I can't mark, like, mark that one on your I'm calendars, excited. guys. Yeah, I'm excited for that one, right? So, um, yeah, any home game against those guys, let's hope that that's the case. I don't think they would do that to them. That's just embarrassing. Yeah, but, you know what? It's it it's all about salary cap. If if the, if the Coyotes start uh, doing well, all of a sudden they need to make room on the cap because right now they're just eating cap. Yeah. Most of the guys that were sent over there, like I think it was from the Islanders and the Canucks, uh, they're in the lineup right now. They're doing like they're doing okay actually for the Coyotes. But uh, um, <laughs> now yeah, one, it's I wouldn't rule it out. We said we said that we said that uh, Hamnick would wouldn't suit up for the Abbotsford Canucks, and he's already done that. So <laughs> you know uh, what I mean? Uh, well, absolutely. So and that's the thing. Uh, and I hate to segue into you know there again more bad. We're just starting to get our legs with some positive stuff here, yeah. but some more bad stuff, bad news. Unfortunately, um, and we were going to report on this last week, but uh, with with the cancellation, we had to report this week on it. Uh, Tom Colley, yeah, uh, Mister Nighthawk himself, uh, arguably yeah, I, I he's the great one of the AHL. Uh, he's like the Wayne Gretzky of the AHL. This guy had. You know, uh, 204 goals, 281 assists, 485 points and, and it, in and it, 534 games. Yeah, yeah, and this is this yeah. is in this is in eight seasons, I believe. And yeah. mo- most of them with the New Haven Nighthawks. That's and get this, he played only one game in the NHL, one game with the Minnesota North Stars. Yeah, and of course the Nighthawks being the affiliate. So you know, well, and, Tom, and I also look. I felt Tom, I also got another. I just want to mention this. Uh, after he was done in the AHL, he went to the Ontario uh, or the OHA Senior which I believe is an Ontario Hockey Association Senior League. And he played he played four seasons with the Collingwood Shipbuilders. Mm-hmm. The Shipbuilders. So, yes, uh, uh, five seasons with them. So even after his pro career, he came, came back to Ontario and uh, put in a, like for the local fans, put in a five-year shift. I'm sure the locals just loved coming to watch him on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, unfortunately, Tom Tom Cawley passed away November seventeenth. He was sixty eight years old. He's remembered by many as the hockey legend and a hardworking and honest human being. He will be missed. Yes, Tom. Rest in peace, Tom. Rest, rest in peace, Tom, and condolences to uh, your family. Now, before we get into the Vancouver Canucks coverage, and like you said, with with uh, with the nature of how this is playing out, we want to cover the Abbotsford Canucks wherever we can. But just with the circumstances around the two canceled games. And, uh, you know, being two weeks disconnected from those two previous games, we didn't want to go into too much depth on it. We wanted to really talk, take some opportunity, because it's relevant to talk about the Vancouver Canucks. It is, it is, it is, because what they do affects us, and that's just just the the nature of the beast. But before we get into that, I wanted to mention, uh, I saw a note there uh, the other day. I guess it's not funny, I'm laughing, but uh, Emilio, Emilio! Yeah. Emilio Estevez has uh, stepped back. Down from his role with the it's new like mighty. Bad, it's like the bad news episode. I know, right? So but, maybe we'll I mean, get it all up, but yeah, he's he's no longer going to be uh, playing his role in the Mighty Ducks and, franchise. And, and you said it was regarding the 
Uh, that's what I've been told. It was regarding vaccination, uh, disagreement regarding his vaccination requirements. Well, I believe that because they're filming it up in Vancouver and the lower mainland, if you're not, if you guys, for those of you that don't know, and um, I believe Canada has a very strict fast vaccination policy to work on film. So yeah. that would make sense that that right there. Well, it's because we were one of the first uh, regions in the industry to come back online mm-hmm. following COVID. I mean, outside of California, but but California still had a lot of really stiff restrictions. I mean, uh, it but, wasn't. Emilio is also like we don't know about Emilio. I've done a little digging. He's a producer. Like he produces a lot of stuff, and he yeah. directs. He's more like once you know, like once in the late '90s there when we stopped hearing about Emilio, he oh. started directing. Yeah, well, so I, he's got some. He's got some money. Like he's yeah. he's not like he's not like his brother no, Charlie, no, who is he's, uh, he's doing well. But that whole family, like they're they're like uh, he, uh, Charlie. Charlie's still like a millionaire, and look what he did. Like I, mean, I don't have to get into detail. I mean, if you really want to know yeah, more about yeah. Charlie Sheen, you got no, Google, we, there's a Google. I think we've publicly learned more than we'll ever need to know in five lifetimes about Charlie Sheen. Yes, so, uh, yes. But yes, Emilio is definitely not hard off, and I noticed that as born, well. Born one yeah. Carlos Estevez. Yeah, that family is has a has a very wealthy history. Yes, so Martin Sheen is the father. Martin, Martin Estevez. No, because Sheen Sheen was a screen name. As, as, yeah, as, yeah, yeah, that's so. right. Well, you want to differentiate from this from their brother, right? They, yeah, they yeah. Have, well, yeah. I mean, that's why. Well, that's why Emilio took the the family mm-hmm. name, and um, but there again, so Charlie right. took the the Sheen name, the screen name. Yeah. So I think you know, I think Emilio did the right choice. Made the right choice. So there you go, Neil. Rest in rest in peace to the new Gordon, Mighty Ducks yeah, series because yeah, that's Gordon probably Bombay. not going to last after Gordon Bombay is back. I wonder, to, I wonder how they're going to do that. They're just going to be like, oh, and uh, Gordon Bombay, uh, you know, he just he moved he moved up to Canada he and died uh, of COVID. Yeah, and, no, no, I, I'm kidding. But I, you no. know, but they could. I, I don't know, man. Who knows? I, they, they they might just have like you know, out of like pure like hate, they might have some like crazy wacky way of how they just killed off Gordon Bombay, one of the greatest yeah. characters in fictional hockey. I mean. You're the one that's supposed to put your foot in your mouth, not me. I know, Jeez. I know. Right? I mean, I mean, <laughs> that was Jesus. out of care. Well, you know, and, and I'm not trying to be insensitive uh, you know to those you know that have we're, we're, suffered loss around yes, COVID. Yes, I mean, I actually, but. for those of you who don't know, I actually had COVID, and uh, I mean, I don't want to get into a whole talk, but it, I mean, it, it is unpleasant, but it's, yeah. it's very manageable for most of us. So yeah, and we're in there again. We're supportive of everybody and. Yes, trying to recover and, and deal with loss around this this Absolute, terrible epidemic. Absolutely, that, that but is, we are we are a ho- we are a sports po- we are a sports show. So I mean, we're gonna yeah. say some things. So that, I'm sad. Uh, I'm sad to see. Feelings. In the end, I'm sad to see Amelia leave. I really like the show, and but regardless, let's move on to the Vancouver Canucks. So <laughs> one train wreck to the next, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is all bad news bears show tonight. Uh, but you know, we got to cover it, and uh, yeah, so. What is it? One win in eight games. I think I looked up something like that. If I'm not mistaken, oh, I'm pretty my. sure. I'm pretty sure that uh, I'm pretty sure that's what we're sitting at. One right now. probably one regulation you, win. No, no Barry, yeah. did you see that thing at practice or that? Did you hear about that clip at pl- practice when uh, with Travis Green, they were running a power play line or a breakout drill or something, and uh, he started losing his mind, and they were asking JT Miller about it, and and he's screaming, "I don't get it. I don't get it. Like no one gets it." Yeah, and um, then there was that interview with him after when they're like, he's like, he's like, just like, I think if we start buying in, and um, yeah, it, it, there is some. That's serious, the nicety. That's the nice thing to say. That we start buying in. Well, the, so the reporter asked him. He's like, "Are you guys buying in?" Obviously, and he said, "I don't know." His exact response was, "I don't know." Well, we don't want to. 
That's not what you want to hear from your team's top performer, too. No. So obviously everybody's confused about what's going on, what their what their role is, what they're supposed to be doing. We don't want to hear that. Up the Canucks tw- right now. We don't want to hear that twenty games into the season. Like, I mean, come on, that's ridiculous. So I don't know. I I've well, never that is a, that, is a, that we're, we are at the quarter mark. It's funny you say twenty games this season. We are pretty much at because it's eighty two yeah. game season. We're we are at the one quarter mark essentially. Yeah. And it's not looking good. Yeah, we have, we're going to have to have a winner-winner chicken dinner quarter at some point in this season to get ourselves back into a playoff picture. I think the team we have can do it, but we're going to break down a little more depth tonight what we can do to turn this around. So let's talk about it. I mean, and, and definitely you know hit us up on social media about this topic because this is a topic that we all you know want to band together and figure out a solution and, and put some pressure on the organization yeah. to make some change because yeah, this we is we're expecting a coach ch- coaching change at, at the very least by now you know yeah. the, the owner going on that on that road trip there to uh, Anaheim or whatever or Las, was it Vegas or was it Anaheim yeah yeah wherever like the I mean it's yeah it's a destination trip but at the same time um hello I mean we thought for sure like someone's head was going to roll on that one and Somehow the, the GM and the coach both still have their job. I mean, one of them can't even run a practice right now mm. properly, and he's still he's still coaching. He's still out there losing, helping us lose games. You know. Well, that's the thing, and, and we talked about you know Travis Green's head rolling, or or you know, do, is it the coach? Is it the GM whose head rolls first, or do both? I mean, we talked about Nolan Baumgartner. I thought that was a great idea. I still think it's a great idea. Yeah, I think that that's to me like why not try that. I don't think it's the end of the world to lose Travis Green. It's not like he's done anything special for us. It's not like he's, he's irreplaceable. Playoff, he's got one play. He's got two playoff appearances and one playoff series win, and it was in the COVID uh, tournament mode uh, series win. So, like, can we really? Can we? I mean, yeah. it's, it's kind of an odd circumstance. Can we even really give him a series win for that one? He's far from irreplaceable. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So if we if we fire him, if we make this change, well, what's well, the worst that can happen? We, we keep we, losing. We bring Tortorella back. Oh, no, I don't like that. I'm just joking. I was a big advocate. Foot, taking the foot out of your mouth, putting it in mine. I was a big advocate for Tortorello when we got him. And then, and, got, and then, and then we got him. And then and then we, yeah, and then that's the thing. <laughs> the greatest tra- tragedy of life is getting what you want, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. No good. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> no good uh, deed goes unpunished, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, now the inconsistencies with the Abbotsford Canucks, how much of this do you feel like we can we can put on the disarray of the parent club. I mean, like I said, I've always been, I've always said this. We, we don't matter. I mean, in a sense, like we, we matter, but we don't like, they want to develop, like they care about their players. They want to develop them. They treat them right. But they're, they don't, if, if they're winning a Calder cup, they don't care. Mm-hmm. Like the, winning a Calder cup is not, is not on the top, at the top of the list for this organization. Right. They want the Stanley cup. So whatever it takes to get that, whether whether they got to put a slightly worse team on the ice in Abbotsford to get some of the young guys yeah. jump started into the lineup for the big club, they don't. They, at this point, I don't think they care too much about what's happening in Abbotsford. And so, so it essentially, it is. It's affecting us big time. Yeah, absolutely. Well, they're, is- they're they're taking all our good players, or they're taking all the good players, and they're they're force feeding them into the lineup maybe prematurely, or you know. Well, it's it's just the calling up and calling down of key players because, yeah, they they. To, to the Canucks, that's just throwing somebody onto the third or fourth line or onto a uh, you know one of the defensive pairings and trying to see if they gel with one of the star players, and maybe it makes a difference. Maybe that's the difference maker. But for the Abbotsford Canucks, that's taking one of our top players, top-line players, out 
which can be a huge difficulty for uh, Coach Trent Call to adjust to. Yeah, I think I think it just shows what kind of a coach he is and how good he really is. Uh, the fact that he can he can just kind of take whatever he's got this week mm-hmm. and uh, you know put something more than acceptable out there. You know, like yeah. cook something up. Maybe maybe they, yeah. maybe they need to throw Trent up and the uh, coach Trent into the the big club, you know, and that, well, that's not that's not out of the question either. I don't mind that, and I've been with that in mind, and we haven't discussed that in prior broadcasts. But I started looking at who would be good options, and I'm really fixated on Nolan Baumgartner. Same, same. That's my call. I think especially mid season like that. But you know, you can relate. You can compare it to St. Louis, and you compare it to St. Louis how that worked yeah. out. St. Louis was in a similar, like, just what was it, 19, uh, 2019? Yeah, they're in the same boat yeah. as as we are. They're in last place at Christmas time. Yeah, and they clip the co- they clip the coach, throw Cra- they throw Big Chief Craig Berube in there, yeah. and uh, boom, Stanley Cup. Yeah, and that's the thing. At worst, even if Nolan Baumgarten is an interim. You know, interim coach, and then we slide Trent Call in there next year, or I don't know, or whoever else it is in the offseason. I think, but I I, really like Trent Call, and I'm starting to learn more about him as a coach and his coaching method. And he's got a real almost money ball approach to things. He really like systematically analyzes teams, even at the AHL level like this. He's doing what most coaches wouldn't do in the playoffs in the NHL. He's doing that caliber of coaching at an AHL level for regular season games. Well, I, th- I don't think it's an understatement to say that if he has even moderate success here in uh, Abbotsford, that we will see him in the NHL it's, it's in the near future. I mean, I think whether it's with the, whether it's with the Canucks or not. Yeah, no, I mean, and you know what? Especially the, like I said, like I've been like we've been saying over and over again, it's not like Travis Green isn't replaceable, and there's like we literally have just found the Canucks two very worthy replacements Candidates, for this yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know, make sure we get the royalties on that one, hey guys. Yeah, exactly. Well, and that's the thing. So, uh, are we gonna are we gonna see any? I mean, I asked this. I almost know the answer to it already, but I'm just gonna set you up for this one, Beast. Sure. Uh, sure. Are we are we gonna see any stars get sent down to the Abbey Canucks? Well, uh, we were talking. Which about ones that. could potentially be sent down? You know, would, I mean, there's a lot of guys underperforming. Like, but like, are they gonna send a seven million dollar guy down like Besser or Miller? Absolutely not. I mean, no. like, a, or a Peterson. Like, those guys just got paid. He doesn't buy dinner. He buys the bar. Yeah, no, he I'm, he could afford a lot more than dinner if he came down to Abbotsford, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, guys like Hamannick, yeah, I could see him. Like, I could see like I'm just pulling up the um, the roster here for the Canucks here, and there's there's a few guys um, that we could probably, you know, there's guys that on the list that uh, maybe a Pud Coles, even though cool. he's doing good, um, just guys that you know maybe a Luke Shen. Uh, well, you yeah. Know, yeah, guys well, like, we talked like about that. Luke Shen going down absurd earlier in the season, mm-hmm. you know, and he hasn't even played that many games up to this point. And, he's been a healthy yeah. scratch, but I will say this, from the time I have seen him in the lineup, he's throwing big hits, he's he's stirring the pot, he's, you know, he's whacking mm-hmm. guys, he's he's not taking dumb penalties, he's doing exactly what, the, what they're asking of him. Well, I got to tell you, I feel like we're haunted by... Chris Tanev at this point. I mean, how badly do we miss Chris Tanev? <laughs> or Markstrom. Yeah, or Markstrom. Both, both went to well, Calgary. I, I don't feel like Markstrom would be doing anything different than Demko is doing right now, in my opinion. I think Demko, there's a, there's no problem with Demko. I'm not. I don't know. I, I, I think he's. I, great. I don't think there's a problem with Demko. I just think that I think maybe we gave up on Markstrom a little bit 
too fast. But but now that we see that all the the goalie pools that we have here in Abbotsford, yeah. like clearly the Canucks have an abundance of goalies. I, Resigning Markstrom maybe wasn't the greatest idea. I mean, it really is a kick in the pants, though. Watch him go over to Calgary and do what he's doing, though. I, I will say that it's not well, pleasant to see that. I'll talk. I'll touch on that because here's the thing. So I think Markstrom is rem- a remarkably similar situation to what we're seeing with JT Miller. So as a good segue into that is. Miller, I mean, so he's our best player so far this season. He's got the most, you know, he's leading our team, leading the team in uh, in points with 19 points, seven goals. He's definitely our best offensive producing player. Now, here's the thing with JT Miller, and when somebody first pitched this concept, of like trade Miller, trade Miller, and there's talks that you know some of the teams were interested in him. I was like, you know, I mean, why would you trade your best player? It's like, you know what? At this point, with the record we're having, best player, worst player, it doesn't matter. It's Let's look at what the what what how the chips lay. Let's look at what we have here in our hand. What are our cards? Let's take a look at this. Like JT Miller, do we really want to end up in a position in not yet this at the end of next season uh, where we have to sign him at the age of thirty? He's twenty. He's twenty. He's gonna be twenty nine next year. Yeah, so he'll be thirty when we're trying to sign him, or if we're trying to sign him twenty nine. He, he's already getting six million too. I know that's what I mean. So he's gonna want one of those kind of Arizona specials where it's like six, you know, three to six year contract, probably five year, six year contract at six million plus per season. You can't pay that for a guy who's gonna be thirty. You're gonna be I bad think, contract. I think Markstrom was the same situation. And you know what's sad? We didn't get anything from Markstrom. Markstrom, he just walked on free agency. I think this is. Per, I think you just kind of like perfectly set it up that this is this is a situation especially if they keep doing as bad going as bad as they are if they're as bad as they are for the rest of the year absolutely they should they should trade him and get something for get him something before, before him. we have to pay him more before and, we lose him a, to and, we, and it's another louis louis erickson s contract or something like that you know yeah and 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 as it sits right now we might we might we might even have one of those other like i was saying the last show about Oliver Ekman Larson, we might have another lemon of a contract that we're stuck with till he's like thirty-seven or thirty-eight, paying him six, seven million a year or whatever it is that we've got him for, got him on the hook for. I've got, I've got his contract up right now. And he's making nine point two four million a year right now. Yeah. Oliver, Oliver Ekman Larson. This this could be another Erickson contract. We tra- like like I said, we traded three awful ones for one really bad one because they had no one else in Phoenix to sign at the time. Giving yeah. him nine point two. That was they didn't even they were even at salary cap. Why not? Yeah, you got to have yeah. someone in the but in they the, are in the eating building. part of it, so it's not a full cap hit oh, are to they, us. How much? How much are they eating though? I think it was like one point five, but I'd have to check. That's that still that still leaves us on the hook for over seven. I, I understand. Yeah, I I I see what you're getting at, but at least we're getting production to an extent out of him. Plus, we got Connor Garland in that trade deal. He's been a beauty this I, season. But again, we're gonna have to pay him too because uh, Connor Garland. Let's just see what he's uh, making here. He's yeah. making a cool um, yeah, that's the thing. 3.7. Yeah. And he's already got 14 points this year, whereas I know that uh, OEL's a, a defenseman, but he's sitting with four points right now. Yeah, and yeah. He, and we, we did get him over here to be a puck-moving quarterback and defenseman. And I was thinking, Carter Garland's young. He's going to cash in on his next contract. But that's the thing. We Regardless, Carter Garland was not meant to be our second, our top, one of our top three uh, points guys this season. Yeah. So... Any but production we're getting, well, he could be the reason we make the playoffs this year if we could turn things around. But I, I think nobody's really off the hook here. I think as long as you keep Quinn Hughes, Elias Patterson, we got them locked down. Yep. We have a team that can, can that can contend to that's, make the playoffs. That's our those are our over blue the next chips. Five Those are the blue chips yeah. we build around. It's, it's obviously PD and Quinn Hughes. They're both they're yeah. what in their third year, fourth year in the NHL. 
Yeah. Those are the guys you got to keep. Maybe yeah. Demko. I'm not. I don't. I don't think they should be married to him. But that's another guy. It's another piece you want to keep in the puzzle. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I was thinking as as good as good of a player as Bo Horvat is, and I don't want to rag him, Bo, because I really like Bo. I love that we got a Canadian captain again in Vancouver. He's got. He does have what? I mean, five million dollar contract, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but nobody. Five point seven. And nobody seems to talk about the elephant in the room with Bo Horvat, which is. What kind of captain allows a team with this kind of roster to lose this many games? I mean, I, I don't know. Is, is he the right captain? Is he just a show pony for them I don't, as I, a captain? I don't know. Maybe maybe now that he's in that leadership role, um, he's kind of taken more on his shoulders than it could be effective. I mean, he's not doing awful this year. I'm looking, oh, his, I'm his looking, stats are good. He's got, he's got six 11, goals. Six goals, five assists, 11 yeah, points. Yeah, I mean, the whole team's fine. He's not a problem. But like, to, to give you some some uh, some uh, perspective here, Besser's got eight points, four goals, four assists. Yeah, and I, I, Besser was one I wanted to talk about. I actually think he's on that expendables list, which is sex. He, I love Brock he, Besser, he but I've, I've definitely... You know, I've thought of him, like, see, watching his sophomore performances here, I don't feel like he's going to be a player that, because he's going to be wanting what Pedersen and Hughes have, and, like, he's going to be a, he's going to be an $8 million kind of guy here. We're, and, already, we're already giving him seven points. We, we paid, yeah. We've already paid, we paid him last I year. I know, I'm just saying. So, so like, but there are teams that want him, and what if he continue? what if he has an absolutely, like, what if things go worse for him this for the rest of the season. Yeah, no. It, now, we, nobody will want him. Yeah, we, we need to get... I agree. If, if the season keeps going the way it's going, we need to get something for these guys. We need to get something for JT Miller. We need to get something for Besser. No. And we need to turn into either prospects or other blue-chip players. I, I wouldn't rush it, too, because we're still a long way off from the trade deadline. I would say one or the other. I wouldn't want to tra- like trade away too many key components, but, but if we could do those, something with one of those guys gone, we could we could potentially pay Connor Garland down the road if he well, does keep doing what he's doing. Absolutely, if he could if he develops into a real all star player, then yeah, absolutely. And we don't know who we get in return for JT Miller if we trade him or Brock Besser. I mean, these are quality players playing relatively well. I mean, obviously JT Miller is playing great. He's point of, point of game guy right now. But uh, but he's he's playing he's in his peak right now. He's playing yeah. he's playing his best hockey cuz he's in his peak. By the time he's got like 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 you say we're going to we're going to end up with another we're going to end up with two awful contracts if we Oh, I know. I'm him. talking about who wants him. That's yeah. what I'm talking and about right and now. And there's a lot of teams that can use him right now. Well, think about and Florida think Panthers. Pay. Slide him into the Florida, Florida Panthers. Absolutely. Now they're just an absolute powerhouse. Yeah, let them let them have a cup in South Florida. It's not like you know, like they deserve it or anything. But you know, why not? It's not like they haven't won anything in Florida in a while. Yeah, yeah I know. Uh, you know, just go up, down, go down the highway a bit more, and <laughs> off the highway. Uh, but but there's a bit of, there's a bit of hardware there. Uh, I always like to see of uh, the lightning and the bucks. No. Yeah, yeah. A little ta- something's happening in Tampa there. I'll tell you. Yeah, they're putting but something in the water there. Something in the water there. I don't know. It's something that might not be legal. Yeah, huh. I don't know. Prob- it's probably definitely not legal. <laughs> and that's not going in the water. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So um, I I think in the end those are the two players that I think are are on that dispendables list, which is a horrible term for it. But you know that's what I right now the gloves are off, man. We got to talk. Yeah. Realistically, we, how do we turn? This is too good of a team to not be in a playoff. This hunt. team. This team is. A, this team on paper is a playoff team. This, they th- are. this team salary wise is a playoff team. So yeah. I, I mean to be second last in division to an expansion team. Come on. Yeah. But like you said, JT Miller is playing. The, the best hockey of his career. So he's going to be a, a kind of a niche market out there in the, in the, but I mean, someone will overpay for him. But hey, what about Calgary? Do they got root cap space for that? Cause they I haven't looked, I haven't looked at Calgary's cap space yet, but I mean, I think, I think Florida, I think you make an interesting point with Florida. There's a lot of teams out there that are, are overperforming. Like, 
someone is gonna someone's gonna get hot and yeah. they're gonna see the stats and they're gonna you know uh, the, the, has... the greed's gonna come in and I think Miller's yeah. a, Miller and I mean Bester's gonna be a bit more of a hard uh, harder sell especially with the like his point production. I could see Brock Besser in, in Pittsburgh. Yeah. I really could see Brock Besser in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Well, I think that they they would dilute themselves into thinking that he's the he's going to replace the the hot talent when they all retire. Well, look right? at Crosby's start this year. It's, it's not they say there's it's his worst start ever. I think he's got two points in his first uh, whatever games. Yeah, yeah, and he's then, off to a bad start this and year. Ovi, Ovi's just Ovi a beast. 30, 30 points in twenty games. You know, he's still the Russian machine. He's on that Russian gas. But you know, I mean, Sydney's had a lot of concussion issues midway through his career, so he's thirty-four he also years has old hardware. now. He's, he's got he's got two Olympic yeah. gold medals. He's got a World Cup. He's got a World Junior. He's got three Stanley Cups. He's got every individual accolade he could possibly yeah. want. He's got nothing left to prove. I think he, I think this Olympics is like a last hurrah for him. If if anything, maybe get the hat trick for the. He's in the triple gold club. He's got a yeah. world championship yeah. too. We forget about that. The world championship. Yeah, I think I think you're right, and I I can't see him playing much past thirty-five. He's certainly not going to be a guy playing in his forties. He's just not that type of player. Uh, whereas Ovi, I've been saying this for years, he's going to break that goal Ovi hasn't, record. Ovi hasn't <laughs> had a major injury either. No, he hasn't. He he's hasn't. A, he's just he been, plays he's tough. Been he's Russian along. tough, right? He's got that Russian tough guy. Um, you know, and I know that they, they, there was a, a long time there where Russians were viewed as the prima donnas of the NHL, but they've gotten tough, crazy tough. Well, I, I mean, Russia's not exactly like uh, like a soft place. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> no, it's, exactly. it's it's pretty much ice and corruption. You know what I mean? <laughs> so like you kind of got to be tough to be from yeah. Russia. Yeah. I think they just learned that they gotta they gotta transfer that toughness that they're raised on onto the ice because they were the Red Army coaches there, like the Victor Tikhanovs and those guys back in the eighties. They they beat the 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 finesse aspect of the game that like yeah. the, the, the tic-tac-toe, you know, like the mm. method will work. And it did to a certain extent, but as soon as they got hit, they started crying. Like, Oh, you can't hit us. Mm. Well, I got bad news for you. It's hockey. Yes, we can. Yeah, exactly. So now, so now they're like, okay, well we'll keep doing what we're doing, but we're also going to, now we're going to start hitting and fighting too. Yeah, exactly. And Panarin, exactly. I mean, I mean, Panarin and threw a glove at Brad Marchand last night. I don't know if you saw that. No, I didn't see. Yeah, that. Yeah, he's leaned leaned over for leaned over right right past the the girl that was sitting uh, doing the the color commentary between the benches. There, they built that little you know that little uh, added penalty box between yeah. the benches. Mm-hmm. Uh, Panarin leaned right past her, like, and just fired. The linesman was standing right there, fired a glove right and hit him, hit Marchand right in the face. Marshawn tried to grab it, grabs his stick, and he's about to, you can see he was about to try and pick up the glove with his stick and probably do something like keep it. Like, I'm keeping this. Lines, well, lines, you never know lines, what that guy's going to do with that glove, man. Well, just, the linesman <laughs> shut it down right away. Grab, grabbed, his, grabbed his stick, put it right back to the bench. I, I'm pretty yeah. sure Panarin's going to be hearing from the league about that one, though. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, he might get a little softer because of who he did it to, right? I don't know, but there is no sympathy for Brad Marchand. No, I guarantee not. you. But but rules are rules, you know. I wouldn't touch that glove after that guy's had his hands on it. Yeah. Well, no. Uh, I mean, like he might do some voodoo stuff. You never know. Like Marchand, he's a real crazy one. Oh, he's nuts, and he's he's disgu- He's a disgusting pig of a human being. So I I wouldn't. Yeah. You know that you know that you know that when he won the cup uh, with uh, the Bruins, obviously in 2011 here in Vancouver, the Stanley Cup. Uh, he got a Stanley Cup tattoo, and the the tattoo artist misspelled Stanley. That's awesome. It's I didn't right. know that. It's Where did right. you hear that from? I, I, it's, it's fact. That's fact? fact. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, just perfect. I love hearing that. Yeah. I love hearing bad things happening to bad people. Yeah. 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 Uh, enough bad things happen to good people. It's yeah. always refreshing when you this hear it the other the, way around. This is just the all-around bad episode. We're going to call this the bad guy episode. So we, I touched on uh, Bo. You know, as the captain, do you still think he's the right captain? For now, absolutely. There's no, there's changing the captaincy after a year and a half, or not even, because they they announced mm. uh, 
went in 20. So, yeah, he's, he hasn't even had a full season as a captain, realistically. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, no, it's, it's not the issue. Right now, Right now, we need to get rid of coach. coach first step, it's yeah. coach. coaching is the first step. Right? I agree. He's I think, lost the room. I think it's crazy to be trade. Like, we're talking about trading away our top offensive player right now. That's how frustrated we are with the performance. Absolutely. Blow it and up. It's obviously Travis Green. Like, ah. I mean, that's the next question. Is, is it time for a rebuild? Uh, well, are we there yet? Like, like we were already talking about those. Yeah. Like we talked about it. There's, there's about you'd want to keep about th- who are the th- three or four well, guys Bo, you'd want to keep, and want, obviously PD and Hughes. I would say else? Bo, PD, Hughes. If we think that Bo is the captain, we want the captain. We need. We're paying him enough, he, and he's he's producing at least in the mid level of the of this yeah. pack of uh, underachievers right now. So I mean, so it, Bo, PD, Hughes. Demko, DiPietro, I think they're interchanged. Like we talked about in the first episode, in episode one, DiPietro and Demko are interchangeable. They, the, the Canucks are developing DiPietro as a second starting goalie, not Absolute, as a backup. Absolutely. That's the intent, and they want him to play that role, which is why it's I been so I, surprising. But, but is, he, is he NHL ready yet? Probably not. Well, so, not for a starting so, role, So no. we need a Demko. Or you know what? Why not? Like Halak has had to take over Carey Price, all sorts of big name goalies. Who else was there? Tuka Rask in, Bo- in Boston. He's taken over for a lot. He played. He took St. Louis to third rounds before. He's done a lot of, and, and he had to step mm-hmm. in at the last minute as a backup. And he came in and put up like uh, you know game seven uh, third round performances in the playoffs a couple times, I believe, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah. So who's to say he they'd say you know what? Demko's clear, like, we don't want to shatter his confidence completely here and totally ruin a prospect that we thought was ready to start. Throw Halak mm-hmm. in there. What's the worst that happens? He starts stealing some games for us? Starts stealing some games. You, you move DiPietro up into a backup position, get him some starts, and... Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if throwing Demko and Abbotsford, I mean, that's an interesting I, well, I'm, No, I'm not saying throw Demko and Abbotsford. I'm saying potentially trade Demko. Oh, well, then that'd be probably more realistic at this point. I mean, especially, yeah. if, especially if, we say, if we say, okay, well... What, what, what else do we have to lose? We throw Halak and all of a sudden Halak starts pointing us towards playoffs. And then you have to kind of like, you kind of have yeah. to, you know, adjust on the fly. Like, okay, are we doing the rebuild? Huh. Are, we, are we trading off a couple players here? Are we, are we calling the season a wash? Are we making a push? You know, you have to, you have to get, you have to, you have to choose a horse and back it, you know? Yeah. And that's the reality of it. And that's, that's just how deep we're going with hypotheticals right now. And, the, and, and, and ladies and gentlemen, simple... this, is the, this is the one quarter mark of the season. So yeah. I can't wait to do the half season review. Well, the half season review, if this continues, will be a, a very deep talk, right? Yeah. Uh, but like you said, 20, 25 games into this season, we do not, absolutely do not want to hear our top offensive player in a media scrum saying, well, maybe if we buy into the program, Are you buying like in? so, know. nobody's been know. buying is in. Is everyone buying in? I don't know. I don't know. So that's the thing. There's, there's obviously some changes that need to be made. I think step one, you know, cut a hole in the box, which is uh, Travis Green. Yeah. No. No. That's you're right. I mean, I, I mean, how can you be more right? I mean, yeah. this is it. You have to. The coach is always the first to go. Unfortunately, you know what though? I don't. I don't have sympathy for the coach. The coach always get even if he gets fired. A lot of people don't know this. They get their contracts paid out. There's mm-hmm. a lot of team, and then you don't have them. There's no coaching salary cap hits either. You can pay a coach as little or as much as you want. And he's if you sign him for five years, you pay him for five years, even if you fire him after two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <coughs> now, when we're looking at our opponent for this weekend, in Abbotsford, that is. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just talked about Vancouver. I don't think we've ever talked this much about the Vancouver Canucks in an episode. So, well, uh, they're not usually this particularly bad at the quarter mark. Well, we, plus it impacts the Abbotsford Canucks. It's, when It's hand-in-hand. Hand. When the parent team is playing that bad. So it's it's hard. Well, and, sorry. 
when the parent team is having those kind of results, I shouldn't say playing that bad. I don't even know that they're playing that bad. It just looks like something's disconnected between the coaching staff and the team. Like, That's just what I think. It looks but, like they're they're struggling yeah. to score. Like they're doing the right stuff. They're they're playing, but it's like they're like. They, Things I don't want to say bounces aren't happening for them because that's not it. It's, it feels like they're just like there's just something that you're like you're right. Just that's a single like game it, excuse. Yeah. Bounces aren't happening. That's one game, not twenty. You know, not twenty. Yeah, that's not. You cannot use that for sixteen games or whatever it yeah, is right now. Fifth, yeah. Uh, so with the with the with the game in Tucson tonight and uh, on Sunday. Remember, it's an hour earlier because they're in Arizona. That's right. We're on the mountain time. So if you're watching on AHL TV, uh, what's their fantastic re- television right there? So AHL that's a different. TV. That's different. They don't share the arena with the Phoenix Coyotes. So that's. Oh no! no hopefully, we is... have some better uh, camera crew, camera gear in there for this. It's it's, it's the Tucson Road Roadrunners. I can. Oh. I, I'm not going to say much more, but um, let's well, just say the bar is low. So I mean. What was the one the other day that was Surprise horrible? Us. Hopefully, hopefully uh, it's con- be- was it the Condors? Yeah, something like that. Uh, hopefully the anyways, hopefully this feeds better because we'll be going to watch this immediately following our broadcast. Yes, uh, but so I'll be coming on right at six o'clock. But um, yeah, and there again, so I'm looking at where they've been where they've been at the last few games. You know, and this is another thing we want. To, we're going to touch on the rain in a minute, but they actually had a six. Uh, uh, pardon me, an eight four victory over the rain. On the twelfth of November, the Tucson Roadrunners. So these, this is a team that can score against tough teams. So I don't think this is a walkthrough series by any. Maybe means. they've just had, like you say, like 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 the Canucks had a tough schedule to start. Well, not only that, but well, but they did just lose five nothing to the Iowa Wild, which you know is is one of the medium level kind Maybe of teams. Maybe it's one of those teams like you just don't know who's showing up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, that's AHL for you, right? Yeah, it so, definitely is. But these are important games. We're on the road, and uh, missing those two games is is going to really hurt us here. But we got to get these, and then we're going to have two. So we have two, uh, coming up. We have four home games. Oh yeah, yeah. We should talk about the homestand. Yeah. The home. We have a huge homestand start next week. Uh, so Tuesday, Wednesday, Saturday, and Sunday, I believe. That's right. And the Tuesday and Wednesday games are at seven p.m. against the Ontario Rain. Our Division yes, rivals. Hopefully, make sure you get tickets early for that because those will sell out. But I mean, how do you think that the the flooding situation is going to impact the ticket sales or the Canucks? How they're playing? How is that going to impact ticket sales? I, I mean, that's something that we were talking about before the show, and uh, that's those are both variables that we. I guess we're just. This is. I think we're at, we're at a wait and see kind of thing. You know what I mean? We're gonna see. We're gonna see how how it plays out. I think. I think that. Um, I think that how things go this weekend for the Canucks and then how things go uh, Tuesday night is going to dictate. If, if the Canucks come out and mm-hmm. if the Canucks steal both wins in uh, Tucson this weekend, come back home and then beat the wheels off of uh, uh, Ontario two games in a row, I think that... Um, oh, I yeah. Mean, I mean, I think I think maybe, you know, despite the, the, the tragic um, situation that Abbotsford's been in for the last couple, uh, couple of days here, um, I think that it's you know, a good I think, distraction. I think, I think yeah, it's a good distraction. It's a I think good people distraction are looking for, for looking for something positive, something positive to bring them up. Yeah, yeah, and I got to tell you, the Ontario Reign—they've uh, been taken down a peg lately. You know, they the last four games, I think they're uh, well, LA's uh, doing well, team. so they're probably calling guys up. Yeah, so and we talked about that. That a lot of those guys, we have to look into it and see where where uh, 
you know, um, our our who's been called up and who hasn't been called up. We'll have, we'll have a bet for next week's show. We'll definitely have a we're, we'll dissect before these games and we'll know exactly what's what and who's who's gone up, who's who's there, well, we, and who's in the ice. And who's we not. won't be broadcasting before that though. No, we won't. But after the, we're, we're great at armchair quarterbacking though. We do it yeah. after the fact. Well, you can also watch our my our post game wrap ups on uh, Instagram right, uh, at, at underscore Bush League. So those are, you know we could talk about that as well and see who's who's been playing in those lineups. Uh, in Ontario, right? I want to see if my uh, my Crash Davies there, he's, he's down there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what? If anyone's going to get called up, it might be him, though. But there's other guys in that, that Ontario lineup that uh, – because L.A. out of nowhere is looking like a playoff team. Yeah, that's right. Well, I mean – And Anaheim, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, they've, they've been definitely buying into their program a little more. Well, and only that, <laughs> I mean, they've, they've, they, you have to understand, they've, they've had a decent team. They've had some decent prospects in the system, and they just kind of, like, they weathered the storm. They just let the they, – they accepted a couple bad years of hockey, and now they're, uh, now they're ready to play again. Yeah, exactly. They're even talking about re-signing Getzlaff, uh Really? For, for a year. Or something, or does he? Or, or yeah, he's still he's still the captain there. I is mean, he going to use a cane or what? I don't know. He's, de- he's definitely he's definitely down to his last hair on his head. If, if that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, well, he's oh. always been kind of a as they call them chrome dome. But I think yeah, from what I hear, you have to be a little bit uh, seasoned in there. Any rock yeah. pile rookie there that's coming out, that's calling him chrome dome, is going to you know yeah. see a puck coming fast at them in practice. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm looking more at the schedule here. The next 11 games, sorry to kind of shift the topic no, no, here, no, no, but no. I'm looking at the schedule, and the next 11 games look very, like, this is a very crucial stretch. These two games that we we, we had rescheduled for January might have really hurt us. I mean, we've had just bad luck this season with scheduling. So I think they, I think they want us to yeah. be at the bottom of the barrel. Well, it's it, yeah, because, like, well, as you pointed out, I mean, it's, we're not saying it's a conspiracy, but they're going to put 4,000 people in that arena every week. Yeah. I mean, it's not, yeah, it's, so we're not, you know, we're not a concern. Yeah, we're, yeah. The, like, we're we're putting more people in the arena than all the other teams in the West Division Southern, combined. Southern, Southern California for sure, definitely, yeah. definitely. We can throw Tucson in there too. You know, yeah, like, absolutely. I'm sure all all five of their fans will be incredibly upset. But, I mean, <laughs> yeah, all five of their fans. Uh, so we got the Tucson series, like we said this weekend. I mean, and they're they're, they're they've been playing very mixed mash over the last few weeks. So. We don't know that that's a two-game, two wins. Then we got out Ontario, and if they come out hard, which they don't like losing to us because they know they're going to be competing with us for that top spot this season. So, man, those four tough games now all of a sudden. And then San Jose, uh, I mean, we showed that we can, we can, you know, put put the pedal to the metal against yeah, those we, guys. You but, know? but they're not a bad but team. They're not I think, a bad team. I think, I think we, got a, we got up on top of them real yeah. fast. Like I said, they, they, needed to, they needed to beat up a, a yeah. team badly there. And then San Jose was just the team that was in the way that was doable. So hypotheticals here, like let's talk about it. If if uh, we say we split the series in Tucson, which is always not horrible you know, th- on the I road. Don't think it's, I don't think it's out of the question say, for us to, to go for three points, but... I know, but I'm just two's saying I, two's ideal always. I'm saying like worst case, worst case Ontario here. Uh, <laughs> we we split the series against Tucson. We split the series against Ontario back home. Now we play San Jose at home. Our our confidence is shaken a little bit, but we have to play them two games on the road immediately following that. So we play them in a in a confidence shaken series. We split those games. Now we go to San Jose, lose two in San Jose. Now we're in a rough rough spot. Yeah. And then we have three more games on the road before we come back. We de- t- Tonight's game is crucial. For those of you that don't have an AHL TV, 
uh, uh, pass, I would highly recommend getting and watching it. If you're invested in this Abbotsford Canucks team, you, this is going to be crucial to watch these next two games on Friday and Saturday, uh, tonight and tomorrow night at uh, 6 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 Mountain. Uh, I think it's really important to cheer the team on. Get on social media. Comment on it. Talk to them. Talk to the team about it. Like, let's get let's get behind our team here. They need us for this Tucson I, set. Especially, you know what, you know what, Barry, you're right too. Because like like these two games off, like that's a lot. That's a huge gap without hockey, and they were already doing two week. Only doing two week there for uh, those particular particular weeks that they were home, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they're gonna be rusty. Like they need they need a little bit of a jolt, and it's a perfect it's a perfect storm almost because Tucson's one of those teams where they could get up on top of them early, you know, with a little bit of a a little bit of a confidence boost yeah. to, to you know, like they've obviously been practicing hard. There's probably not one day they haven't been on the ice. Yeah, I mean, well, we have our goaltending going for us. That always saves our saving grace. If we're going to put three goals in, we're probably going to win games, right? Yeah, that's the thing. So definitely. that's our goal. And the, the offense has really been playing better and playing well. And, uh, you know, Sheldon Dries and uh, Sheldon Rempel, the Sheldon to Sheldon combo playing great. We're still, I can we're see still them looking for the Sheldon to Sheldon sign. Yeah, still haven't seen it at the games yet, folks. The bounty, if we the see, bounty is still out. The bounty is still out. If you don't want tickets, hey, I'll buy you a Lolly's dog. How about that? Just in, yeah, no, I think stuff. I think they'll want the tickets. Yeah, I'm pretty but, sure they'll want the tickets. We're right on the glass. So yeah, those, but, are t- those are two tickets you don't say no to. Yeah, well, I'll tell you. So we got lo- some exciting hockey coming up. I'm really excited about the four games in a row at home because yeah, we're we're kind one. of in. In like this, this is a make or break. You know, this this could set the tone for you know the way the rest of this is going to dictate the rest of the season, right? Yeah. So we'll be out at those games, cheering the on loud and proud, and uh, I hope that everybody will do the same. Make sure you get your tickets if you're safely able to attend these games. Do so. Really nice reprieve from what we've been dealing with uh, yeah, here and in the community. A, a nice little time out from uh, from yeah. rebuilding. Now we touched on the uh, the ticket sales of the performance of the parent club affecting the ticket sales. So that could go both ways, really, when you think about it. Obviously. Uh, the Abbotsford Canucks are an afterthought to begin with, but when the team's playing poor in Vancouver, if we start to get a winning record, maybe some of the sh- focus shifts down the highway to us. I think so. I, and I think I think we're lucky to be just removed far enough from Vancouver to where it it won't affect it. I mean, we're just far enough where mm-hmm. it's still the local game, for the, it's still the yeah. Saturday night game to go to, you know? Well, let's be yeah. honest here. Like, if you live in the Tri-Cities or somewhere in that area, like, or the Valley in Surrey or anywhere like Same that. Same distance. This, this is, uh, and you don't have to stress with the parking. It's right at the arena. It's cheaper parking. Yeah, better, I think better the food, hot dogs. the food experience is better. You Way can get better. a lobster. You got salties and, and yeah. lollies. Like, come uh, on. So the food experience is better. They entertain. I just, to me, it's a better ticket and it's way cheaper. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I'm not knocking the Vancouver Canucks. They do a great job, and their new media person is doing a phenomenal job with the graphics on the screens there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've really been enjoying them this year. So, I I mean, I'm not knocking them. That's a good time as well, but I'm just saying the Abbotsford Canucks seems like the best ticket in town. And, uh, yeah, I, I feel like the parent club's performance could actually positively impact us as long as we're having a good record. But yeah, if mean, we also we have a bad record. We can't, we can't both be, uh, you know, dogging it out there. Yeah, but if we also have end up with a bad record here, we keep, you know, struggling. Uh, we're not really struggling. We're in a good position considering the schedule we, we've had thus far. They'll come for the hot dog still. <laughs> well, I, I, I will anyway. <laughs> yeah, well, I will. Yeah, I'll be there for sure. And I think there's a lot of season ticket holders. I think that half that arena is season ticket holders. Yeah, every night. you're right. So it's not like you're going to see less than 2,000 people in there. No, but, never, never. I could, I could see 3,000 at least every day. And that's when the arena is fully opened. Yeah, speaking of uh, people in the seats there. Uh, you yeah, we need to mention before we go away. Yeah, the Civil Radio uh, yeah, giving Civil, away tickets Civil Radio for every give, game. Every game, they're giving away tickets. Just use the hashtag FVMA21. 
And again, that's FV, hashtag FVMA21. And you can post a picture of anything anything you want. Uh, it doesn't have to be anything music-related or hockey-related. Just post a picture and tag us and use that hashtag. And there's four sets of tickets being given away for next week's game. So keep that in mind. Okay. So having said that, uh, you've been listening to Bush League with the Beast and the Bear on 101.7 FM Civil Radio in Abbotsford, serving the Fraser Valley. And we will see you guys at the games this week. Yeah, that's right. We'll be at all the games. And my my bounty is still out there on bounty that Sheldon to up. Sheldon sign. So Sheldon Rempel, Sheldon that's five drives. Sets, that's five sets of tickets next week, people. So... Five sets of tickets. Up next, up next, Chill Rose Place. That's right. Up next, we got Chill Rose Place, and we'll see you all at the game. See I want to see game. a Sheldon to Sheldon sign. I want to see it out there. All, all right? right guys. Have a good night.